Welcome to another episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Thanksgiving's almost here, so let me just take a moment to say thank you for your continued support for the podcast. From listening to buying merch to interacting with us on social media, we're thankful for the community that we've been trying to build over these last few years. Track and field and cross country are amazing sports, but it's really the relationships that are built within them that mean the most to us. So from Cam and myself and our families to you and your families, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. This episode is brought to you by Cedic Run. If there's a store that's helped us build that community I just mentioned, it's been SDR. They've been changing the running culture in Grand Forks, and for that, we're really thankful. It would mean a lot to not only SDR's owner, Richard, but also to us if you chose to support their store over the Black Friday weekend. We all know that small businesses are the heartbeat of a community, and just like we regularly do things to improve our actual heart health, Please consider shopping at SDR and other small businesses so that we can continue to help these small business owners thrive. They add so much to our towns. And if you didn't know, Saturday is actually called Small Business Saturday. So head downtown to Grand Forks, uh, take a look at the shop. And if you've been there, you know that it's an incredible store and it has such a fun atmosphere. If you've never been before, you better go check it out because you're in for a treat. And if you're out of town and you can't make it, shop online or just give the store a call. Just last week, I called the shop, talked to Richard, Uh, didn't take long, and I already had a new pair of Mizunos heading my way, uh, all the way here to Des Moines, and the process was super easy. I even got to talk to Richard about cross-country for a long time on the phone, and that's kind of the customer service that you can't really find at a big box store or online if you're shopping on Amazon or whatever. Um, You know, it's just really good to support small business, and SDR is one that we'll always stand behind and always back, so... If you feel so inclined, head to downtown Grand Forks, check out the shop, support small businesses like Richard's, and yeah, just do something good for your community. On this episode of the podcast, Cam and I talked a little bit about Division One cross country, specifically Cam's trip down to Stillwater, Oklahoma, where he checked out the regionals, uh, the Midwest regionals for D1 cross, and talked a little bit about his experience, what he saw down there, and some of the biggest takeaways. Now, we also want to give a big shout out to Younga Cutluck from UND. She was their first D1 qualifier on the women's side, uh, you know, in the whole D1 era. And so that was really cool to see her race. We recorded this last week uh, due to just busy schedules. We haven't gotten it up for a long time. So she has raced. She took 88th at NCAA. So congratulations to her and to UND on such a phenomenal season. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We're always thankful for your support. But enough about us, let's dive into the latest episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rao. And we are back to finally wrap up the 2023 cross-country season. It's one that we're going to remember for a lot of reasons. I feel like I'm giving like a commencement speech right now. (laughs) Class of 2023, one that's going to be remembered forever. But no, all in all, really good cross-country season. I think, I don't know, maybe this is just me. It felt like the first kind of normal season in a while where we had finally some build continuity and and not staggered start times and and all the different things that we've seen, you know, 
due to COVID over the last few years. We had a pretty normal season last year and and now really normal. So it just it felt good. Like cross country was back, man. Yeah. My my only like personal takeaway is I'm disappointed that I didn't I wasn't able to make it to to more cross country races. Um, but it does seem like teams, college and high school are kind of finding their their rhythms again and uh you know figuring out uh which meets they're going to and I I don't know. I, I agree. I can't really put words to it, but it felt like uh like a regular season, like a regular mm-hmm. cross country season again. So yeah, I'm kinda in that same boat. Kinda like hard to articulate, but yeah, it just things are evening out again, which is really nice. Yeah. So what cross country meets did you get to this year? Oh, I mean, obviously it was at the border battle. Shout out the border battle. Year two, better than year one. And mm-hmm. it's just going to keep getting better. You know, we could probably, we could spend a whole episode just reminiscing about the border battle. I feel like Ryan, <laughs> you know, we tried some new things this year. Not all of them worked. Uh, came a little short on like the, uh, the walk-up songs for some of the, the, the main teams, but you know, we learned a lot. And I think, uh, I mean, the PR bell was a huge hit and, mm-hmm. uh, I think I started, uh, that by saying I wasn't going to go on a border battle tangent, but here I am. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, and made it- you, you talked about like, we could do a whole episode, but I think we already did a whole episode, right? Well, we could, we could do another one. I mean, let me tell you. So, <laughs> okay. So border battle was that, and- was that, was that the border battle and then summit league, Yep. Uh, got to do the broadcast. Always, always, uh, man, a pleasure to be invited to do that stuff and push ourselves into new kind of broadcasting territory other than our pre recorded, you know, podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. And then I drove down with my, my dad and my brother to Stillwater, Oklahoma, 12 hour drive, and got to watch the Midwest region, the NCAA D1 Midwest region cross country meet. So, yeah, I think I think only three meets for me this year, uh, which is since I've started going to cross country meets, got to be an all time low for me. But you know, Dude, which is uh, wild because were... I, th- I think I got to more cross country meets than you did this year. Yeah, <laughs> which if you would have told me that a few years ago, I don't think I would have ever guessed that. What was what was your tally end of the season tally, Ryan? So I went to a home meet here for the West Des Moines Valley Tigers. Uh, watch my wife coach and watch some stellar athletes who did pretty well at X- NXR. We'll talk NXR later on the episode, but I think that was my first one. I went to the Iowa State meet and the Summit League Championships on the same weekend, back to back days, and then border battle. So I think I, I mean I'm not crushing Edge you, but the, I got four. One. Yeah, I slight, think I think that was it. Slight advantage to Ryan. So. Yes, dab on him. But yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but all like all pretty good. And, you know, watched a lot more cross country and followed a lot more live results. And yeah, yeah. all in all, pretty good season. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pumped. So, I mean, this is kind of our for our viewership. You know, this kind of wraps up the cross country season for us. But I mean, NCAAs is coming up this next weekend. So uh, super fired up just to watch that. I uh, I submitted my my picks my like fantasy cross country picks on let's run. Have you, mm-hmm. you tapped in on that yet, Ryan? No, I'm not, but oh, I mean, I'm, I'm writing it down. Won't forget it's, it. Uh, I mean, do you know, they, they did this last year, but if you're able to pick all 10 
uh, finishers, individual finishers in the exact order that they finish and all 10 teams in the exact top 10 teams in the exact order that they finish, uh, you get $200,000. Wow. So, I mean, it's probably <laughs> worse odd, worse odds than winning the lottery and less money than winning the lottery. But it still is uh, enticing, you know. That's funny. Any anybody who says there's not big money in cross country, just go do the pick and pull on Let's Run. You know, <laughs> big money, huge, huge. Dough. But tell me a little bit about uh, the region meet and your experience down in Oklahoma. You made a really sweet video for the pod. Yeah, which yeah. you didn't even mention that. I just opened Instagram one day and we got all these likes <laughs> on content I never knew existed. Yeah, it's just kind of a, uh, I don't know a. A, a brush of motivation you know that mm-hmm. uh, i was like oh, I, I could put this together maybe it was the hours and hours i was spending in the car that i was like i gotta do give myself something to do on our drive home but uh yeah man dude, that stillwater course uh oklahoma state course and stillwater beautiful gorgeous like the it, the grass feels like carpet you can't tell, like, I don't know what type of grass it is, but you can't tell like where people have stepped. It just seems to like rebound and hold its shape. Uh, so crazy, crazy course, super, super difficult, really hard. I jogged it a little bit, you know, before the races and I was gassed. The The hills really bite. Um, but anyway, it was just cool to be down there. You know, there's quite a few other like NDSU fans down there. Uh, uh, honestly, a lot of like South Dakota state fans as well, um, would not be surprised if the summit league was the best represented conference, uh, down really? at the, well, you know, maybe that's just, maybe I just saw those people, um, cause I, cause they're familiar and, you know, I was maybe looking for them, but yeah, good, good, good group of fans. Uh, there was like a little shuttle and, uh, we were getting on the shuttle. My dad and my brother and I were getting on the shuttle to go back uh, to where we had parked our car and there was a USD family and an SDSU family. And they were talking to each other. They're like, Oh, I can't believe we're sitting next to each other. You know, like uh, rivals, this, that, and the other. And as we're walking on the bus, they're like, yeah, we get along pretty well, just as long as it's not NDSU. And I'm just like, are you kidding me, <laughs> bro? Come on. It was oh, just, I, I thought it was kind of funny, but, uh, enough about that. Uh, let's, uh, well, how about, how about this? Well, like, let's, let's talk more and maybe not the, you know, the fist fights that you almost got into down yeah. there, but, uh, uh, let's start with NDSU and then we'll talk about UND. Sure. So um, big takeaways from the bison and I'll let you choose if you want to start men's or women's side. Yeah. Let's just, uh, let's start with the women's side. I mean, man, Seven, it, it, 17th place as a team. Yeah. It, it was a disappointing day for, for the bison women. You know, they, they had been ranked in the top 15. I think going in, they were maybe ranked third. Uh, obviously had that big win at the Bradley Pink Classic earlier in the in the season uh, and were ranked neck and neck with like South Dakota State and USD uh, throughout the whole season. Um, so to finish 17th uh, and the fourth Summit League team behind USD in eighth, UND in 13th, and SDSU in 15th, uh, Definitely not the performance that they were uh, looking for. Uh, so that was kind of my, I mean, personal takeaway as a fan and an alumni, but then also like uh, my sister's on the team and, you know, still through her, you know, somewhat close to, to the athletes. 
uh, on the team and, and they kind of shared the same, uh, same sort of feeling like, and that was really tough. That was really hard. And that was not where, where we wanted to finish. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, and I think it was kind of similar sentiments on the men's side too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, same thing with the men going in, you know, massive performance at conference cross country meet, uh, tying South Dakota state, just losing out in the tiebreaker and, uh, carrying their highest region ranking that they've ever had in, in the D one era 10th coming into the region meet. Uh, and they finished 22nd, I believe. So yeah, 22nd. So certainly not what, uh, I think any of the NDSU athletes, uh, wanted or, or expected, you know, I think especially the men probably had a lot of confidence that they had what it, it could take to be a top 10 team in the region. But, uh, you know, maybe it's just a little bit of the, uh, the emotional challenge of coming off a really difficult tie, uh, like that, you know, just two weeks before and having to reset and muster up the, the emotional fortitude to match the, the physical, you know, fitness that you have, uh, it's, it's tough, you know, and I don't think any of those guys would, would say that that's the reason or use that as an excuse, but, but it is a reality. Um, so South Dakota state, man, they're, they're the real deal. Like they, they've consistently been a, uh, uh, a top region, uh, team. I think the last time that, uh, regions at this Stillwater course, they were sixth. Uh, mm. and this year they were fifth, uh, led by Carson Necker and the, his 15th place finish. Um, but I mean, those guys, I, I, SDSU put up a graphic and it, it showed something like, uh, like each one of their top five scores, like PRs and like four out of the top five guys, this is their first regional 10 K that they had run. Um, so super, super impressive. Uh, Necker was 15th. Daniel Burkhalter, the senior was 22nd. Cody Larson, sophomore, believe in his first 10 K 33rd, Josh Becker, uh, junior, I believe also his first 10 K 59th, uh, and Christian Noble freshman, uh, for the Jacks 67th. So, I mean, that, that, that's still like a young team, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think we, uh, talked about this after we recapped the summit league meet, like at the beginning of the season, we maybe said that this was like a quote unquote, you know, we thought it might be a down year for, for the Jacks, but clearly not a down year. And, uh, it just kind of seems like they don't know what that word even is. Like, <laughs> what is a down year? You know, we'll just work our butts off, recruit well, and put it together at the right meet. So, yeah, I mean, we'll eat our words for sure. SDSU was phenomenal this year. I was hoping that Necker would do a little bit better individually and maybe somehow gain like an at large spot. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he went for it though. Like he was, he was in that lead pack for, you know, I mean, we could probably look at the splits to see when he like kind of fell off, but I mean, he was in the lead pack for, for a long time, maybe even all the way up to like eight K like seven or eight K. Uh, and you know, it looked like the, the quality of the, the top 14 athletes was just like a little too much, you know, they were able to just kind of pull away from him a little bit in the final stages of the race. But man, Mm -hmm. he, he's definitely, definitely want to watch 15th as a freshman, you know, yeah, uh, I'm looking no joke. 
fifth fifth fastest freshman on the men's side. But I mean, you look at some of the athletes too, and they're a lot older than him. They're not, you know, from small town Nebraska. They're international students, which yeah, nothing against it, but typically they're older when they come into the NCAA system. So yeah, um, just kind of crazy. Yeah, if you look at his splits, he was actually leading through two K, and then was tenth all the way up through just short of six K. So I mean. He, yeah. like you said, went for it and almost paid off. Yeah, I mean, like that that Oklahoma State team is like is a contender to win the national championship. So mm-hmm. they obviously have absolute dogs on their team. Um, so I mean, I know we started on the women's and then now we we kind of went into the men's and we're gonna get back to the women's to talk about uh, UND and stuff. But while we're here on the men's, man, UND really. I mean, they ran really well. Highest region finish. I, I think we were talking before, Ryan, this is their highest region finish ever. Uh, 15th place. And, uh, man, Luke Labette, 26th place. Moving up 12 uh, positions towards the end there. Uh, he had a nosebleed, man. I don't know if it was what well, was dry, but Luke Labette and uh, NDSU's Peyton Smith were both just like gushing. Uh, I, won't, I won't say gushing, but they both <laughs> had blood coming out of their nose all over their face, man. It, it, it looked super gritty. It uh, it couldn't have made their running any easier, but uh, man, that the UND team too, man. They're, uh, I mean, they lose Labette, who was the big low stick at 26th place uh, for next season. Well, if who knows with eligibility and stuff like that these days, but yeah. it says he's a senior here. Uh, but you know, returning every, every other one of their, their athletes who, who ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, so man. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe my affinity, my, my bias towards NDSU is showing a little bit. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of like a, uh, something positive to say about NDSU because I mean, definitely the best team that NDSU has had in years, it, you know, probably in the D1 era, mm-hmm. even even with you know, a uh, kind of a uh, they would say it too, you know, poor performance at region is regions. So, uh, hoping that they aren't hanging their whole season on how regions went and knowing that they made a lot of progress and. And some of these going to be interesting again next year, I think. So, yeah, no, I think it is. And, you know, big credit where credit's due to UND on just, I don't want to say like turning things around because sometimes I think that's like really dramatic and doesn't give them enough credit for where they started because they've always been really good, um, you know, for what they had. But, just the progress that they've seen and to cap it off with such a good finish at regions really speaks to what coach Scott has been doing and just the buy-in for those athletes too. So yeah, I think everyone would agree that, you know, better competition, like we can get more summit league schools competitive, more athletes competitive. It just like, it just pushes you towards the top. So makes everyone better. I mean, I think, I mean, if we take like women's basketball as an example, uh, for a while there, you know, I don't know what this season looks like, but you know, there were, uh, you know, opportunities where SDSU and USD were looking to make the NCAA tournament in the same year. And mm-hmm. man, I hope, I hope that someday that that's what summit league cross country is like where, you know, in the Midwest region is like where you're potentially having, you know, two teams from the summit league, uh, 
let's start, we'll start by like finishing in the top 10 or the top five, you know, and then maybe we get, you know, a team team qualifier for the NCAA meet, uh, from the summit league. I mean, I think, I think the guys who are, who are running, uh, believe it can happen. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll say, I'll say one final thing kind of about the, the UND NDSU. I, I feel like, uh, UND's 15th place at, at regions, you know, obviously seems like they, they put it together on the day of regions. Uh, I, I would almost wonder if, the way that they felt about their performance at conference might kind of compare to how NDSU felt at, with their performance at regionals, you know, mm-hmm. uh, UND probably wanted, you know, felt like they were capable of a lot more, uh, down in Brookings didn't quite have it on the day. <clears throat> NDSU did. And the script kind of flips come regions UND really, I think, you know, getting the most out of each one of their athletes, uh, and NDSU just, just having kind of an off day. So, Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan, I mean, I think that that sets up for some, some good team battles in the future, but, uh, I want to mention my, my biggest takeaway, uh, summit league related from the regional meet UND's Yunja Kutluk, your summit league champion. She's going to Natty's dude. And you said it right. Oh yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm not going to forget. <laughs> we you should, think, you, you should know, tell the story. You should tell the story about kind of because you did the interview with her at Summit League. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, after after she won, you know, it's cold, it's freezing. You know, everybody. Uh, I come up to her. I say, "Hey, we're going to do an interview with you." But after everybody finishes, go get some clothes on, right? Uh, so she goes back to to get dressed and get some warmer clothes on, and we're getting to the time where we want to do the interview. So I walk make my way towards team camp uh i come up i come up to friend of the pod ian bush i say hey uh how do you say how do you say her name and ian says bush he thought i he thought i was talking about him (laughs) i was like i know how to say your name ian i know who you are (laughs) come on no the i probably said something like the girl that won you know Mm -hmm. and uh yunja so okay and then uh we got uh I, I can't remember. I talked to a couple other people about it too. They're like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get it right. Oh, coach, coach Scott was saying to me that like the first time that he met her on like a recruiting uh, visit or, you know, something like that. Uh, she made it very clear that it was not Yanka. It was Yunja. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So hopefully more people are, are gonna, uh, know the name and, uh, you know, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta mess, uh, you got to fail to, to learn. Oh, we're going to call this a learning experience for us, Ryan. So, uh, but man, what a run, uh, up with the lead pack the whole time. Some, some really good athletes in, uh, in the Midwest region, Oklahoma state, just like on the men's side, you know, one of the, the top programs in the nation right now. Uh, and she went toe to toe, went toe to toe with some of the best came away with sixth place. And, uh, as they say, punched her ticket to nationals. So, uh, this is the second fighting Hawk to qualify for the NCAA tournament or tournament. You don't call it a tournament, do you? Meet. <laughs> NCAA championship. Meet, championship race. Uh, Patrick Kip Kimboy, obviously doing that by virtue of winning the summit league during that COVID, uh, COVID season. But, uh, mm-hmm. This is, I, this I is think like Ryan, the I, true punch ticket, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, and I, man, I think, I mean, top 40 all American, uh, you know, the, the caliber of athletes that she raced, you know, three Oklahoma state athletes finished ahead of her, um, at this, at this meet. And those are all, you know, top, you know, honestly, I don't really know for sure, but I'm going to say they're all top 25 talents. Uh, so I, I think she's got a real chance to, uh, to be an all American and, uh, yeah, that, that would be great for, great for the program, great for the state of North Dakota, great for cross country. It would be hashtag good for the sport. Yeah. The last time there would have been an all American in the summit league, um, finishing top 40 would have been Aaron Teshik back in 2015, I believe. Um, so that's on the, yeah. On the women's side, on the women's I side. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, unless, uh, Amber Icorn from USD. She I ever. Think, I think that would have been before Tashik. I think she was. Herself think, or, uh... um, tell you what, you you do a little fact checking here. Yeah. Well, I just throw out a few other statistics on how impressive yeah. this is. Let's go. So UND's last cross country All American was all the way back in 2007. Heidi Evans, um, but that was back when UND was in the D two days. So. Really not a great comparison when you've jumped from D2 to D1, but it's the last time anybody would have earned a cross-country All-American status uh, in women's cross-country up north in Grand Forks. And then the highest region finish prior to Yunja's run the other day uh, would have been Erin Wysocki back in 2013. She finished 24th and earned All-Region because you need to be top 25 so just some fun facts. You still look like you're, you're looking there. So I'm going to throw out a few other things while we wait for the fact check. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Summit League had a few more all-region finishes. So like I just mentioned, got to finish top 25. Leah Hiskin, our three-time Summit League champion in cross country. Uh, she took 24th for South Dakota State. And then right behind her in 25th would have been Abby Roberta. Uh, Abby Roberta. Uh, the doctor from USD. We talked to her after the Summit League Championships, and in her seventh season of eligibility, she is in her last year of physical therapy school. So, um, yeah. Did you pull it up? Did you get it? Yes. Yep. <clears throat> it appears there was no All American honors for Amber Icorn, but she did qualify for the cross country championships in. 2014 and 2015. Okay. Okay. There we go. So, so there you so have it. it. Yeah. There you have it. Um, anything else you want to touch on for college cross country? Oh man. Okay. I I was reminded of one, one final story of my trip. Um, mm-hmm. when I, the thing that made me think of it was I called it the NCAA tournament. Uh, we were in, in uh in line to get coffee before we were going to the meet uh quinn had some ndsu track and field stuff on and and the cashier the barista at the window you know a very nice oklahoma girl uh said oh are y'all here for a track and field tournament and we were just like yeah (laughs) that's what we're here for (laughs) no it's cross country it's cross country and it's not a tournament so but look at me victim victim of using the same terminology yeah yeah humbling humbling 
I got one last thing I want to mention. Okay. Uh, Coach Andrew Carlson led Bradley to a sixth place finish on the women's side. Yeah. And then also an eighth place finish on the men's side. So shout outs to Andrew for his first season coming away with uh, pretty high finishes at the region meet. We're excited to see what he can do. So, yeah. Now, now are we done with college cross country? No, I'll say one more thing about Andrew. (laughs) So uh, I got to talk to him just a little bit after the meet and he was kind of telling me how, uh, how pleased and happy he was with how his athletes finished and stuff like that. And we talked about, uh, how he's doing at Bradley's like, Oh man, I'm finally like settled in. Like, I feel like I'm, I can coach now and don't have to worry about all this stuff. And he said, uh, I gave him a hat, uh, one of the podcast bucket hats, you know, I was like a thank you for, uh, doing the podcast and, uh, being our most downloaded episode ever. And he says, Cameron, let me tell you this. I should not have done that podcast. I was so, I should have been doing so many other things at that time. <laughs> I was so busy. I don't know what I was thinking. And in my head, I was like, no, that, that was the perfect time for you to do the podcast. Cause then we got all of your <laughs> crazy energy and <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was perfect, but I just thought it was so funny that he was like, that was a terrible time. I should have been <laughs> working and I was doing three hours of recording this podcast. So incredible. Andrew, if you, if you're listening to this, we're super thankful that you, uh, you did those three hours of the podcast. Cause, uh, not, not that we get paid for how many downloads cause we don't, but you know, it's a little, little metal for us, you know, it's our most good. listened to episode. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> so, All right. Let's move on. Let's transition. We don't have, a whole lot to touch on here, but NXR was this last weekend uh, down in Sioux Falls. I will start by giving a shout out to the West Des Moines Valley girls team uh, who my wife coaches during the season. And of course, postseason, they always run for their different running clubs, but running Orange out of West Des Moines took fourth place as a team in the girls championship division uh, wow. led, led by Addie Dorenkamp, the Alabama commit who took seventh overall and missed going individually by one spot. Oh, shoot. So, so how, how does that work, Ryan, in Iowa? Is it different? Like, is it, are they actually like a part of a, a club that's not affiliated with the school at all? Or is it still like their school team that just re- it represents like a club instead of the school? Still the second one that you said. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. So. We'd always, we'd always talked about doing like a, like a North Dakota, like all-star sort of team, you know, like mm-hmm. it never made sense to me. It's like, well, why, why wouldn't you just put together like a, if it's club, why wouldn't you just put together like a random assortment of teams? But it seems like uh most high school, there, there must be some rule about rule against that. I don't know if there would be like, could we put together a prairie track and field all-star team next year? <laughs> I would love that. I feel like. Yeah, I know. We'll have to look at the rules, but wouldn't that be sweet if we just stacked a team and sent them to NXR or There's, sent them, well, send them to NXR and then maybe even a step further? Yeah. There, there's, there has to be, there has to be rules against that. Otherwise, somebody, <laughs> somebody else would have done it. Right. right? That's, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, Wyzetta would have added that one stud from, you know, a, a, you know, a town close by and just made their team even better, you know? Yeah. But, but there, like, there must not be. I don't know. 
I've, I've never really thought of it. Because like anybody, you're, you're not running for your. Yeah, you like you like can't run for your team. No, I was always told like you have to. It has to be a a club. You have to give it some other name. Right. But if anybody knows, hit us up in the in the DMs on social media. Tell us. Tell us where we're wrong, or tell us where we're right. And tell us yeah. who we should have on the Prairie Trek and Field All Star. I was just going to say, if you, if if we think this needs to be a, there needs to be an All Star team. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, just a couple takeaways there. I had a very long conversation with uh, Coach Dafo of Grand Forks Red River this morning. I was buying a pair of shoes from Cedic Run uh, over the phone, and we talked a little bit about the the season and NXR and. Once again, you know, Bismarck High and Red River on the boys' side were pretty close, neck and neck. Uh, Bismarck walked away with a 10th place team finish. Red River, the D crew, walked away with a 12th place finish. Both of them in the championship division uh, and some really, really good teams and individuals there. So that was the highest finishes I saw on the men's side. On the girls' side, it's so, like we were saying, it's so hard to tell sometimes because they run under different club names, but right. the best North Dakota finish I could see as a team was Demon XC in 23rd. So that is that is uh, my biggest takeaways. Was there anything else that you had seen that you wanted to touch on? Uh, yeah, I was just saying a little shake up uh, on the boys' side. Owen Hintz getting better, the better of the state champ, Owen Sondag. Uh, Hintz placing 44th for the top North Dakota athlete. Uh, 15.32, uh, pretty quick time. Uh, I think I've gone on record and said this before, pretty sure that the Heartland region course is short to guarantee that people PR to encourage, uh, athletes to keep coming back. Uh, I think it's a marketing tool, classic Nike, but, uh, regardless, you know, uh, I, I remember a couple years back, um, Hey, it must've been like the, uh, like the Cosmo, uh, Cosmo, Knodel, Antau, like their junior year or something like that. Uh, I was I was blown away. There was like six or seven guys who broke sixteen at this uh, at this race. So, I mean, I think anytime you know times have changed a little bit. You know, it seems like people have gotten faster and faster. But anytime now that you get into the to the mid fifteens, regardless of the course, regardless you know where you're at. I think that that's pretty darn good running. So mm-hmm. that was my, my biggest takeaway. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, that kind of wraps things up. I mean, I know there's a foot locker meet in a couple of weeks. Not sure how many North Dakota athletes are going to go compete at that. But if you are, we wish you the best of luck. We're getting into that kind of weird in between time where, you know, basketball and hockey have, kind of started practices or tryouts or whatever you want to have it. Um, but we haven't really had any competitions yet. It's so hard to know where everyone's uh, competing and what sports they're playing or if they're playing any sports at all this winter season. But I think maybe we should just wrap this up with maybe like, is there one, either one big takeaway or one big thing that you're looking forward to for next cross country season? I mean, at this point, I think uh, summer training 
at this point in the cross country season, that was always what I, you know, if I had to think about next cross country season, I was most excited about putting in, you know, three, four months of solid work to, to really see how much improvement I could make. Uh, so for the athletes who are going to be running, that's what I'm excited for. I'm excited to see, uh, new, new athletes, you know, who may be redshirted this year, join the college ranks, uh, across the summit league and, uh, you know, the NSIC and all the, all the other college conferences that we follow. Uh, and then, you know, it's always seeing new names pop up in, uh, in high school too. You never know who's going to have the summer of training of their life and, and come back in amazing shape. So uh, I think that's what I am looking forward to most and uh border battle round three. There you go. Sweet. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, if you want to support us, tell your friends about it. So we get more listens, uh, follow us on our social medias, Instagrams, where we do as much as we can to keep you updated on the cross country and track and field seasons. And then as far as merch goes, I think yes. we've got some new pieces coming in the collection. So we will keep you updated as we get those taken care of. Hopefully we'll have them in time for maybe some holiday shopping ideas. And then in addition, I don't know, we got some old pieces of merch that I was going through today. Like maybe we do a little flash sale or something. Yeah. Just I'll, uh, clear things I'll, out. I'll say this merch related. I feel like this time around we're... We've learned. We've learned quite a bit. I, I feel like we're going to be the most prepared that we've ever been. So this time's going to be different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that impacts anybody else's view on uh, on merch, but for me, it makes me more excited because I feel like we could be more successful potentially Absolutely. if it happens. You know. It's all oh, just you know. It's just all just rumors right now. You know, dude. It better happen because there are huge boxes showing up to my parents house <laughs> that i didn't tell them about and that they have a lot of questions about so uh all right we'll it's happening throw then. that out there yeah so, first cool thanks so much for listening uh we'll see you next episode